Church, it is so good to be with you and to bring you another daily hope. Today, we're diving into 1 Chronicles chapter 22 to find out what God might have to encourage and to grow us today and to be to becoming more loving people, looking a little bit more like Jesus. And I think the question today for you, for me, for us, might be this one. What does it look like to be emotionally and spiritually mature? Are you emotionally and spiritually mature? I don't think that I have arrived yet. Um, if I look back over the last couple of years, uh, I can definitely see that God has been doing so much to growing me up into being emotionally and spiritually mature. I think First Chronicles chapter 22, actually this passing of the baton moment between David and Solomon paints a beautiful picture about what that might look like. So let's jump into it, shall we? First Chronicles chapter 22, we see David making preparations. He's towards the end of his, his reign. He's getting ready to pass things over to Solomon. And we know that David had wanted to build the temple, right? But as we see in this text, um, it wasn't for him. God had ordained that task for his son, Solomon. We see in, in chapter 22, verse 5, David's talking about his son and said, Hey, my son is young. He's going to become king, but he's inexperienced. So I need to make preparations for him so that he's set up. I need to tee him up so that he has everything that he needs to build this temple to the God that we love and we worship. And I want us to focus in on a couple of passages really quick. I'm just going to read. So in verse 6, Then he called for his son Solomon, charged him to build a house for the Lord, the God of Israel. David said to Solomon, My son, I had it. I had it in my heart to build a house for the name of the Lord, my God. But this word of the Lord came to me. You have shed much blood and fought many wars. You are not to build a house for my name. Man, what integrity. How humbling. David really longs to do this, but he's, he actually receives and he is obedient to that word of the Lord and says, okay, it's not me. It's going to be my son. So he sets him up, and the, a lot of this chapter, you can read it. I encourage you to read it. It details all the bronze and the iron, all the things that, that David does, that he accumulates um, to give to Solomon so that he can, he can build this glorious temple. What I love about this picture is that we see David the father, a loving, thoughtful, caring father, who is thinking long-term. He's not just focused on me, mine, what can I accomplish? He's thinking about the next generations. He's thinking about how and what can I do here and now to set up future generations so that they might know, love, esteem, and worship God. That's a question. That's a key question for us in determining whether we're emotionally, spiritually, emotionally and spiritually mature. Are you thinking about only yourself or are you thinking about the kingdom? Are you searching after God's heart, asking, what is your plan for my life? How can I join you? How can I prepare during my lifetime to bless future generations? That's materially, that might be materially. That also is spiritually too. Um, there's all sorts of ways that we can build up an inheritance to pass on to the next generation, whether that's your direct family or whether that's friends, that's investing in kids' games, that's, you know, going on, on missions trips, all sorts of things that we can do to pass along the inheritance of the kingdom. 
See, because David, we know, he's called what? The man after God's own heart. So in this chapter, we're actually being given this picture and this image of what maturity and wisdom and stability look like. We know that the younger David made all sorts of errors. He spilled much blood. Bathsheba, everything. Man, he's not perfect, right? But he does demonstrate what it looks like to be a father with a generous heart. Because ultimately, right, he's the man for God's own heart. He's reflecting God's heart. God here is the one that actually, man, he's for you. He's generous. He's kind. He longs to come near, to offer you wisdom, security, to bless you. Right in this chapter, we see David blessing his son. When is the last time that you blessed somebody? I mean, really, thoughtfully, earnestly blessed them. What would it look like if Christians became known as people of blessing? If we were a blessing wherever we went? If we were such a blessing for our communities and for our families and for our churches that that blessing cascades to generation and generation? God is good. He's a good father. David is a good example of brokenness, humility, and a generous father's heart. Not being focused on himself, but being focused on what he can do to advance the kingdom. Take encouragement today. May we all become a bit more like David. May we all connect deeply to our father's heart and bless the world around it. Be well, church.